back to the Sim Geeks podcast. We are your hosts, William Belk and David Schablock. Uh, today, we're going to jump into a topic that's something we actually spent a lot of time, I've, I've spent a lot of time doing for sure, uh, and that is MOOC courses or Massive Open Online Courses. Uh, and what these are is university-level courses taught by major universities, colleges, people around the world, uh, and then offered for free via the internet. So you're able to take this class just like you would if you were paying tuition. And then at the end of the course, you'll decide whether or not you care to have the certificate that proves that you took it. And if so, you'll usually pay a small amount of money just to get the certificate. If you just want the information, it's there for free for whoever wants to accept it. Uh, and so we'll jump into that in just a second, kind of talk about what's out there, what we enjoy, the different websites that have this available to you and how it can help you in simulation. Uh, but first things first, let's just kind of check in and say, David, what have you, you been up to, man? Where you been? Oh, busy as ever. But uh, the biggest project that's taking over every corner of my life that I'm not doing work um, is my garage project, which is finally under roof. So that's pretty impressive and exciting. Uh, we were really struggling to get that thing uh, dried in and under roof before the weather turned bad in Ohio. And, and I'm using air quotes because we don't, we don't get that bad of weather here in Ohio, especially southern Ohio, and especially compared to Billings, Montana. Um, but, uh, you know, still to keep it dry and uh, have all the materials not rot out has been a struggle. I've got electricians, uh, an electrician working at nights, and I've got a garage door going to be installed the last day of the year, which is terribly exciting. What have you been up to? Working, man. So I, uh, you know, had a couple weeks off there for Thanksgiving. I say off, I still work. I just working out of the home office <laughs> instead of traveling. Uh, but I just got back from teaching the last of our courses in Denver for the year. So I'll be working from home over the next few weeks. Got a few different projects I have to jump on, uh, working on what our simulation program is going to look like next year and getting all of those things taken care of before we jump into it. Uh, and then, of course, read right back at traveling, got to meet with CAE about some repairs on some mannequins the first week of January, nice. teach another class, et cetera. Um, so yeah, not a, not a whole lot of anything different, just the normal travel, teach, come home, work, travel, teach, come home, work, same stuff we're always doing. Got to make the donuts. That's right. So, uh, let's talk about this. So we talked about it already. So massive open online courses and they're basically classes that you can take for free. And if you choose to get credit for the course, then you can pay the university or the website, et cetera, to take, to get the credit. And really, it's just a proof of completion. So if all you want is to gain some knowledge on English literature, and that is your passion, and you just want to learn as much as you can, and you really don't care to prove it to anyone because it's really no one else's business what you're learning, then you can do this for free. And there's dozens, if not hundreds of courses on that subject available for free on the internet. And they're taught by schools like Harvard or the University of Edinburgh. You know, they, these are big name schools. We were able to get all this content for free. Now, if you decide, hey, you know what? I really want to show my boss that I took my English lit course or some of the courses we're going to talk about in a minute that are a little bit more applicable to us. Uh, in that case, you would finish the class. You would do all the coursework that's asked of you. It's mostly peer reviewed. Some of them are instructor graded like you would at a university course. Uh, and then when you get done with it, you would pay the fee for the course certificate, which is the proof of completion. And then you get a piece of paper that says, on this day, David Shablock completed English lit course. It's an eight week course, took this many hours, et cetera, et cetera. And he could put that on LinkedIn or he could add it to his resume or he could hang it in his office if he so cared. Um, but that's well, really- You will never process. see that happen, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. You'll never see me take an English lit course. Just saying. That's a, whatever. You know, but the, so there's, there's a lot out there. And we're going to jump into some more simulation specific stuff. But I think that's like a really good example. Anything you can take at a college you could take as a MOOC course. It's just got to find what you care about and where it's being offered. But I know some of our listeners are going to say, well, well, 
I went to the same school that you went to, Will, and that David went to, and we went to the school of YouTube. And that's where we can learn a lot of skills. So, um, you know, I wanted to bring up that, you know, YouTube is a great sort of thing, but what is really the difference between and why should people be interested in this sort of a course? So, all right, so let's talk about that. So MOOC courses, as I said, are, are taught by university level professors. They follow a specific syllabus. They have graded coursework that you're gonna go through. And now it may be peer reviewed, right? We may be you, me, grade, you know, me grading you, you grading me. Uh, and there's three or four different people that comment rather than have a professor who's being paid full time. Um, but when you do this, you're getting an actual university level course, right? Now there's a lot of good information on YouTube. We've put some of that information there ourselves, but when it comes down to it, this is structured and it's following the syllabus and there's a little bit more to showing someone, hey, I took this class and this is what I learned. When I can say, hey, it came from you know, Mass General or it came from the University of you know, Boston or whatever, then it is like, oh yeah, I learned this thing from Dave and Will on YouTube, right? So information may be the same, it's just a little bit different. Um, and, and that brings there's me kind of the next level thing. of credi credibility too. <laughs> yeah, there's a level of credibility that comes with it. And so, so we'll talk about the different types of certificates. Uh, I already said, you take a class, you get a certificate if you want to pay the 50 bucks for it. And that's perfectly fine. But what if I want to take multiple courses that all kind of line up with the same content to kind of show a mastery, if you will, of a certain skill set. Uh, and that is where, and I, and I haven't named a single website yet because there's so many of them and we'll get into it in a minute. Uh, but that's where the professional certificates, degrees, diplomas, et cetera, from a few of these websites come into play. Uh, and so if I want to get a master's degree in a, you know, in simulation, then I'm going to go to a school that offers a master's degree in simulation and I'm going to pay for that master's degree. However, uh, if I'm a healthcare educator who already has a master's degree in health professions ed or in nursing or whatever else, and I want to demonstrate that I've also learned these subjects, but I have no desire to get a second master's degree. I can go through and do a professional certificate online and pay very little compared to paying tuition at a university, uh, as well as getting something called a micro masters, which is a series of graduate level courses that you complete via MOOC. So I'm taking these free online courses, but they are taught at a graduate level, just like if I was getting a master's degree. And instead of going to school for two years, maybe it's six or eight of these you know, graduate courses. And when I complete all of them with satisfactory marks, I then get what's called a micro masters. And it's, it's not going to hold the same weight as a master's degree. However, if I already have a graduate degree, this is just one more thing to say, look, I cared enough about this subject to go in and demonstrate my passion for it by paying for these courses, taking these courses, et cetera, and completing this coursework. Uh, and so, yeah, it doesn't really take the place of a master's degree. It just kind of supplements. Now, you may not have a desire to get a master's degree. Maybe you have an associate's in nursing or you have an associate or a bachelor's in health sciences, uh, but you work as a healthcare educator. There's nothing wrong with taking these courses and saying, you know what, I really don't care to get my master's. I don't need it at this point, but I am going to do this micro master's thing because it's dialed into a subject I actually care about. Or I don't really want to do a micro master's because I don't need to spend, you know, eight, nine, eleven hundred dollars. And that's about what they add up to when you start doing the micro master's courses. They, you can take them for free, but when you want the recognition, it starts to add up. Uh, but I am going to do a professional certificate. It's going to cost about nah, $250, right? So I'm going to do these five or six courses and pay $49 a piece for the certificates. And once I've completed all five or six, I've checked enough boxes that I now qualify for the overarching uh, professional certificate or diploma in that specific subject. And so, you know, I kind of started out with, sorry, but where the, the benefits, the pros of doing this is I am getting university level education for free and I only have to pay for it if I want proof that I took the class. 
Uh, and to some of us, that's more important than others, right? If I'm just taking a class on computer programming because it's a hobby of mine and I want to learn how to be better at playing with Raspberry Pi so that I can play Pong, that's perfectly acceptable, right? I don't really need to prove to my employer that I now know how to play Pong on a Raspberry Pi. However, I can still take the class for free and not pay for it. I don't need the certificate. But if I was going to try and change career paths at this point, so you know what? I love simulation, but I'm really having more fun with serious gaming. I'm gonna learn how to program. Then it may benefit me when I try to convince my next employer like, hey, yeah, I have a background in sim, not in gaming, but here is all the work I've done on my own time and paid for out of pocket. Here's all the certificates to prove to you. I really do know something on this subject. I just didn't go to school for it. Yeah, and I, I, I love what, you know, everything you said because I will say, you, you came up with the episode idea on this one and I'm like, yeah, I've heard of it and I've just never really dipped my toe into it and I never really had a fundamental understanding of it. So as we're doing research for the episode, I'm getting terribly excited because I'm thinking of sim ops professionals or educators out there that, that have problems like, hey, I've gotten into 3D printing. I have tried to design something and it is failing on me every time I try to actually put it into practice. So I've printed it uh, and, and I've, I cannot get it to actually work. Well, you could take engineering degree level classes and get a fundamental of engineering to realize why you're designing that program wrong and you can actually improve you know, for your job. But really it's if you're wanting that subset of knowledge that you don't wanna go take a big old master's for, and you can, you know, get that. Or like you said, I can get into there are, you know, design courses. There's, I mean, so many out there. And, and I know, you know, we've since researching for this, we've gotten our list together of both what we want, and we're going to talk about that later. But I just find it so neat to be able to enhance some of the uh, interests or some of the problems, find solutions for some of the problems to some of the things that we deal with through a MOOC course. And oh yeah, and everything, right? So there's CAD courses. So you want to learn how to play with Blender. You want to use AutoCAD. You can take a class for free and not pay anything for it, right? And then, like I said, if you want to show somebody you took the course, sure, pay for it afterwards. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, so like I've been taking MOOC courses for about five or six years now. Uh, I, I started the first course when I started, when I bought my first Raspberry Pi, which has been some time ago. Uh, and I and I took a course on that intro to Python programming. Now I'm not, I'm not a programmer, right? I'm not, I mean, I'm just, it's a skill, it's a hobby for me. I'm not good at it, I enjoy it. Uh, and so these courses work for me because I knew that I didn't want to get a degree in computer science. I don't need a degree in computer programming, but I wanted to learn these topics for my own benefit. Didn't have to prove anyone I did it. And so that's where I started taking some of these courses. And then over the years, that has developed into uh, you know, more of a passion of mine. So I'm still in school. I, I think I'll be in school for the rest of my life because that's just how I am. Lifetime um, learning. I know, and this is my this is my kind of fun time. Classes that I don't need for my degree, that don't really play into what I'm studying, I find online and I take them for free. And a lot of them I do actually jump in and say, you know what, I'm gonna pay for the certificate because, and I'll use one example, Erasmus University has a serious gaming certification course that is taught through Coursera. And in simulation, I think serious gaming is a huge piece of where we're headed. And so I went ahead and paid for that course because I thought, you know what, I'm gonna take this class, it was six weeks long, I learned quite a bit about not just the serious gaming component, but also persuasive gaming and a few other gamification concepts. Uh, and for me, that was worth saying, you know what, I want the certificate that says I've taken this class and I'm gonna use that at some point, probably as I move forward in my career and say, oh yeah, I took this class at one point. Sure, I don't have a degree in serious gaming or in game development, but it meant something to me enough that I needed that. 
Uh, now the Raspberry Pi thing, I've been playing with those things for years now. I've never once paid for a certificate that says I know how to play with a Raspberry Pi because nobody cares. And it's all on YouTube to begin with, right? Information's great. It's being taught by university professors. But since I don't really need it for my career, it's just a hobby. I don't need the course certificate. For what you're doing. Some people might need those courses in their jobs, but for what you're doing, you don't need to brew. Bingo. Exactly. For me, it's a game. It's something I enjoy playing with. I use them in the sim lab. I use them at home for a lot of stuff, uh, but I really don't. It's not something I'm going to bring up in a job interview. And that's kind of how I look okay. at it. And this, this and your serious gaming are both going to be future episodes, right? Yes. Oh yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> so, so let's talk about it. So we've talked about, uh, you know, it's free coursework from these big schools and that's a huge benefit, right? Uh, and then the other big benefit is the sheer number of courses available and the number of subjects. There are healthcare simulation courses out there. We found a couple of them just by Googling. Uh, there's one through George Washington University, which I absolutely, absolutely recommend people to take, especially if you're new to simulation and you're coming from some other industry. Uh, or if you're coming into simulation, even from a clinical background, I think it's an excellent course. I, I'll be honest, I haven't quite finished it, but I've gotten through most of it. I keep bouncing back and forth with that and a few other classes I'm taking. Uh, but then also a lot of external courses that don't necessarily say, hey, this is for healthcare simulation, but we have the ability, okay, this really does apply. My serious gaming one is case in point here. This is a course that in my own position where I, you know, I use simulation to teach. I'm also playing a lot with serious gaming and gamification and moving into VR uh, in my current role. And so that course meant something for me to really understand the background on that. Uh, but if you have no clinical background and you're coming in for sim ops, this is an excellent way to take courses like A&P for free. You do not have to go to college and get a degree in anatomy and physiology to be a good sim op, but it would help you if you understood a little bit of background on anatomy and physiology. So you just kind of understand the language that's in the room. And David, we've had this conversation, right? Uh, and so if you don't have a clinical background or you do, and it's been a while, hop on these classes and look for anatomy and physiology or basic biology. It won't cost you anything. You don't need the certificate unless you really want it. And so it's just you learning for your own benefit and making you better at your job. And, and you know, and, well, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, that's a huge point. Cause I know that, um, you know, a lot of us, as we get on in simulation, we bring a lot of people in this industry. And, you know, there's, I, I always talk about, there's like four or five pillars of knowledge that that person needs. We usually pull somebody that has a, has a strength in one or two. And this can be the filler to get somebody up to speed. You're pulling somebody from the computer industry or the home audio or the uh, concert audio or you know, live sound reproduction or whatever that has that really technical background of computer or audio and they don't have any medical, that's a great way. You throw them in a med term class, you throw them in A&P, you, you get them that medical foundation that they need to really do their job and uh, you know, at, at at a good price. And again, for somebody like that, I would encourage the employer to say, okay, let's make a list of new courses that I'm going to pay for. I want to see the certificates when you're done, because then I can say, I know, you know, this level. So I'm probably going to start, you know, getting a list of courses together that would be good to teach somebody just coming into the simulation operations or healthcare simulation uh, world. And I'm doing just that at work. I wasn't going to talk about it, but you brought it up. I, I am putting together a list of courses, both free and paid. Um, so I just finished the introduction to simulation certification, whatever it is through Monash University in Australia. Uh, and it was, it was 85 bucks. I mean, that's really like taking one of these free courses. You just had to pay up front for it. And it was wonderful. It was 60 something hours of content over the course of three months. It was a wonderful course. 
Uh, and so I, I am, I'm putting together a list of these classes for my people who have clinical backgrounds, who have education backgrounds, but just saying, hey, I'm not gonna make you do this, but I think it would really benefit you going forward with our SIM program if you were willing to take these extra courses. Uh, and and you know, we're talking simulation here because that's what we do. But I kind of joked earlier, English lit, philosophy, uh, history, health sciences, you name it, anything you wanna learn, it's out there for free, you just have to find it. Uh, and so let's talk about some of the downfalls and then we'll talk about where to find these courses and how to apply them. And so you know, we talked about the good stuff, all those benefits are there, but what is bad about these courses or really what are the downfalls to it? And I think the biggest one is simply saying that even if you complete the micro masters or even if you complete one of these online professional certificates, it's never gonna hold as much water as having a master's or bachelor's from the exact same campus you took these classes from, right? Me saying I took three free classes from Harvard online doesn't mean anything compared to, oh yeah, by the way, I graduated with a master's degree from Harvard University, right? Like that's a very, very different setup. However, uh, there is an option with a lot of these MOOC courses, there, several of these websites will give you a bachelor's or a master's degree, a legitimate degree, uh, if you're willing to take all the coursework and follow all the stuff you're supposed to do. Now that said, it's not much cheaper than getting a real degree. Uh, you're still paying college credits, you have to have so many credits to graduate, um, but maybe it's 10 grand instead of 30. So I guess it is significantly cheaper, but it's not like you're gonna get a bachelor's degree for a thousand bucks, right? You're gonna have to pay for it. Um, you know, we talk about the, the $50 per course. Yeah, that's a cool certificate, you know, that you can have. Uh, and it is a lot less expensive than say taking the same three credit course for from university. I know for a fact that when I averaged out my last, you know, six semesters or whatever, I paid about 1300 bucks per class for the university courses. So it's a hell of a lot cheaper there. But if you do want college credit and not just a completion certificate for your course that you take through a MOOC, you are going to have to pay the university the full tuition or at least a discounted version of the full tuition. So you're still going to pay a lot more than that 50 bucks if you want the full, uh, full degree. Uh, and so that, you know, there, there's a lot of options where we can get into this, like, Hey, get a bachelor's, get a master's, get whatever you want online using these MOOC courses and build up. You're going to take these 36 courses and get it. But when you really want a legitimate degree, you're going to be paying just as if you were going to school. It might be a little bit less, but you're still going to be paying tuition fees, et cetera, to do that. And then the other thing is, uh, and I think Dave and I talked about this already, but when you, when you look at these courses, depending on where you work, if you work as a paramedic and you're trying to move into the education department at a ground service, or you work as a flight paramedic and you're trying to move into education or, or even nursing, this may be what you need to say, look, I've taken all these courses and this coursework to make me a better educator, to make me a better simulationist. And that may be enough to move you departments or just kind of step you up within your role. However, if you're applying for a job at a university where you're gonna be teaching this content, they still want that master's degree, right? They want the PhD, they want a bachelor's. They're not looking for these online courses. And so it really just depends on your use case. What are you trying to do with it? I totally agree. And going back to what you've said is, also somebody like, we'll say the nursing world that I work in is, we get a lot of people that have masters in nursing and all that, but that whole, they, they don't have as much experience with, you know, the simulation. So using that George Washington University course to uh, get it, and I'll tell you what, I'm in the middle of that course right now. I'm in like week three, and um, I've been in simulation getting closer, uh, nine years is my solid answer I can give you. Um, and I'm still learning things. It's a great course. I was actually blown away by how high quality, how interactive, and just how great it really is. Um, you know, my, what I call her my sim boss, Renee, um, 
Norberg, she suggested, you know, that we all take it. And that's what I thought is, you know, I, I've been in sim a while, but you know what? It is something that I should take. And I, I couldn't be happier that I have done that. So that's, that's another way to look at it is like you said, you, you came in with a master's in nursing, but you don't have a lot of experience in simulation. This gives you such a great foundation. Yeah, no, you're, and you're absolutely right. That it's use it to supplement what you already know, rather than say, look, I have a master's in X, Y, Z, but now I'm in simulation. So I'm gonna go do a second master's degree. If that's what you want to do, by all means have at it, but this will save you a hell of a lot of money, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. David's making the, oh, the money symbol there. So much you know, money. It hurts me right in my wallet place right here. Anywhere that you're going to school and I don't, and you know, I can't speak for all schools, but a master's is going to be somewhere between 20 and $60,000 could be even more depending on where you go. And if you can do this micro masters for 1100 bucks and you already have a master's degree, so you don't need that, those extra initials, this just kind of branches you over and says, all right, here's everything that I didn't know about this subject because my master's is in, well, English lit or whatever it is that you were doing beforehand. Uh, so, so where are these classes at? You know, we've talked about the courses, we've talked about what you can do with it. Where do we find them? Uh, and so we kind of made a list of what the top MOOC sites are. And I think the most common, the biggest one is going to be edX, E-D-X. Uh, and this is basically an online library of just about every massive open online course on the internet. And then you can kind of figure out what you want to do with it. Now, edX does have real bachelor's degrees, real master's degrees. They have the micro masters I've talked about. They have the professional certificates. All of those things you can get through the website. And again, that just kind of changes the cost if you want proof of completing it. But at the end of the day, if you just want to learn something, you can do courses for free. Coursera is probably the most popular, actually, uh, which a lot of us have used Coursera, I'm sure, over the years. That's where I took that first class for Raspberry Pi years ago. That's where I did the serious gaming course recently and the George Washington class. Yep, that's um, where that one is. That's where I'm taking that. And, and it's it's really nice. That's one I'm using. I've looked at the other sites and been doing research for this, but they're Coursera one's pretty good. Yeah, and Coursera, so the nice thing with Coursera is you kind of know what you're getting up front. There are two options. Uh, it, again, free class is all you want. So I guess that's the third option. And then the two paid options are going to be around 49 bucks uh, for each course that you take, or you can just pay a yearly subscription of about $400 and take as many classes as you want, uh, which kind of brings in that next thing. Is it really free? Well, it's free if you don't want proof, as we've said. But the other thing is people who invest in knowing they're going to pay for the certificate when they're done. Uh, are going to have a higher chance of finishing the course, right? We've all signed up for something and we thought, sure, I can do eight weeks. And after about three weeks, we got sidetracked. The next thing you know, it's night week nine and we missed the entire second half of what we were supposed to do. Uh, and David's holding up his tablet and his phone here because I think what he's trying to get at is you can take these classes mobile. You can take them on your computer. It doesn't matter where you're at. Each of them actually have an app, which is really sweet. Um, and then you're able to just basically sit back and watch these courses, do your coursework, depending on what courses you're taking. Obviously, if you're doing computer programming, you need to be on your computer for that piece of it. Uh, but you can go through and take as many as you want when you're sitting on an airplane, which, as you guys know, I do a shitload of. And so that lets me do yep. a lot of this stuff. That's um, one thing that blew me away, too, was, you know, I, I, I signed up on the web and I was doing all my research on, you know, my laptop. But then it was like, oh, no, no, no. Download this app on your phone. Download this app on your iPad. And sometimes that's just easier to get to. Like you said, we've got downtime here. We got downtime there. Fill it up with, you know, learning about things and doing the course. And like you mentioned, it's all about retention because we all start these things with the best intentions to complete every single 3,000 courses that we're interested in. But, you know, finishing, getting to the finish line, that's another thing. It's a marathon, right? So yes. Don't, yes. don't run out and be all super excited this afternoon and sign up for 37 different classes. I 100% I tell you, I've done this myself, and then I fall <laughs> off, and I don't finish it. 
pick one, carry it through to completion, maybe two if you're really focused or you have two that are very similar, but try and do one at a time. Now, the nice thing is these six and eight week courses, if you want to work ahead and most of them, they'll let you. So if you want to do three weeks worth of work in one afternoon, cause you got a day off, that's fine. Don't forget about it for the next three weeks though. Try and stay on top of it. Uh, and then you just kind of work through it at your own pace. Don't bite off more than you can chew or you'll end up hating this process. It's just like going to school, right? You load up with 38 credits as a freshman and then you fail every goddamn one of them. <laughs> and yep. then, you know, and you're struggling because you, you just thought, oh, I can do this and I'll get done early. It's not about getting done early. It's about making sure that you're actually learning something and you're enjoying yourself. And that's a real good point is this is not playtime. This is not just, oh, you know, I'm just watching this video here and do, do, do. No, this, this has real course objectives, real learning objectives, real testing. It is real school. This is not just a watered down version. This is not just playtime. And that is definitely one thing. And, and I will say, I started with the one course and as doing research, I branched out and I got a huge list of courses I want to take. And now it's like, no, 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 squirrel boy, focus on the one. Stop looking at the shiny one over there. Focus on this George Washington University one. So that's what I'm trying to do is get through that. So to your point, yes. Yeah, I actually use that course. as motivation. I, if yeah. I have other classes I want to take, it's my motivation to hurry up and finish the one I've already started. Uh, and so I just did that recently. I had, I had several moulage courses through a site I'm going to talk about here in just a second. And I had been dragging my feet and I hadn't been doing them. And then I wanted to buy another course. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to finish the two classes I started before I go any further. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. Uh, and so we talked about Coursera. We talked to edX. Udemy is by far my favorite website for taking massive online courses. However, uh, this one comes with a bit of a caveat. You could argue that Udemy is not a MOOC site. And, and what I mean by that is to, in order to access Udemy courses, you have to pay up front. So you don't get to wait until you've taken the whole class and then decide if you want the certificate. You pay for the course and the certificate on day one, and then it's open to you for the rest of your life and you own it for as long as you want. Um, the reason I prefer Udemy courses, I, for one, I've had excellent quality out of the classes that I've taken there. Uh, sure, they may not always be taught universities. They may be taught by even individuals like us, but they're very high quality because Udemy's quality control. Uh, the other thing I really like is they have sales all the time. And I mean like literally twice a month, classes that are normally $200, $300 marked will go on sale for $13.99 or $12.99 or $10. Uh, they're on sale so often that I would just never pay full price for one of their courses because I know that the real value of the course or the true cost of the course is only about 13 or 14 bucks. I'll just wait for it. Uh, and so the reason I like these courses is I've already said the quality is great, but also because I know they're going to go on sale frequently enough that if I take a similar course on Coursera and I want the certificate, it's 49.50 or $49. If I take the Udemy course for 13.99 and get the whole class and the certificate for a significantly less money. And I still have that certificate at the end that says, yes, I've completed this content. Um, and so I took two courses on special effects uh, makeup and moulage from, I think it's the Academy of Film and, and Art Design. I'd have to go back and look and see exactly who it came from, but that was through Udemy. They were, they were well shot courses. They were studio. So you got, you know, basically a person sitting in the chair, someone else explaining each of them. And those courses went over everything from basics, cuts and scrapes to full on witch to zombies to how to apply a bald cap, which if you've ever tried to do that is a crazy long process. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, those, I really enjoy the Udemy process. I, I just like, they're in. Uh, my other thing that I've been using Udemy for is learning C++ programming for basically creating VR interactions that I'm going to use, hopefully in the lab as I get a little bit better. 
and I got that class on sale for like $13.99 and it is so nice. It is, it started from day one. Here's how you do the most simple of programming, which of course I'd taken some courses in the past. So some of it was a refresher all the way up to using unreal to programming in unreal, all the interactions with the computer. And it was $13. Like I just couldn't believe how cheap it was. You, you get all my respect for that because programming is like math to me is like hair punching. I just look at it and I'm like, Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, I, mean, I, so. I can't claim all to the, be good. All the respect. <laughs> yeah, all I, the respect. I'm not good. I don't have it mastered. I will hopefully at someday have what I consider a working knowledge. I have no expectation of ever being an expert at this stuff, but I'd like to be able to kind of work as a team, right? Uh, and then other classes too. So Future Learn is another website. Uh, the problem with this is FutureLearn gives you a very short period of time to complete a course before you have to pay for it. So although it's still MOOC, it's still available for free, you really have to jump in right off the bat take the class as fast as you can, access all the content, and then decide if you wanna pay for it. And they will push you hard. Like every day you'll get multiple emails to subscribe to their plans, to pay for the certificate. And it's, it's just badgering, to be honest. It's not a big, I'm not a big fan of the site. I really, there's some good content there. I just don't like the process. Um, and so, I, like I said, starting at the top, if you're looking for truly free, my first two stops are Coursera and edX. And yes, there are other sites out there. Uh, if you have a topic that you absolutely know you want to learn and you're willing to lose $12 to learn it, I would go with Udemy. I, I really, I love Udemy. You get the certificate, you get the course. Um, the only downfall, of course, is it's, you have to pay up front. So now that we've talked about these classes, we know where to find them. We know what they are. Uh, what's out there that we would recommend? Uh, and I think you've heard enough from us today on this uh, George Washington University course, um, but there is a SIM course on Coursera from GWU. It's so good. <laughs> It, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I, I, I came into this topic like, yeah, sure, I'll learn some stuff. That'll be good. No big, I, I'm blown away on how good that course is. It's so, the quality and, and content is so good. Yeah, and I, I've, like I said, I've started it too. I have not finished that one. Uh, I just finished the serious gaming course from Erasmus University in Rotterdam, which is the Netherlands, and it was phenomenal too. I mean, it, it's a six-week course. I think I did it in, in about two and a half weeks. I, I, I doubled down on a few weeks there. There was, I think I did the first three weeks in one day. Um, but the only downfall, I will warn you on this, both with the GWU, the serious gaming course, is when you have the peer-reviewed projects, if you're that go-getter that works ahead and you get through all six weeks in a three-week period, if no one else who's registered at the same time you are have, has done that, then you can't fully complete the course until your class, until your grades have been peer-reviewed and until you've peer-reviewed three or four other people. Uh, and so just, just be mindful of if you work ahead, don't get discouraged. It may just mean that people have to catch up to you. Because right now in the serious gaming course, I'm done with it. I'm ready to be finished. Um, but I have a week four assignment that I have to keep going back and looking for other people to peer review because there just wasn't enough students that turned in their assignment at the same time I did. And so I just have to keep going back and checking on it. No big deal. Don't get discouraged. You've already done the work. You just need to go back and make sure you're peer reviewing. Uh, and to be honest, a lot of these times, guys, and I think a lot of us would agree with this, Sometimes peer review is harder than the assignment to begin with, right? Because you don't mm -hmm. want to be a dick, but you also want to make sure that you're demonstrating <laughs> you understand the information. And, and sometimes just sitting some, you know, sitting down and going through it and giving a true, honest response. Of, did somebody, did they not meet it? And if they didn't meet it, why are you saying they didn't meet the scoring, you know, according to the rubric? And, and you basically become the, the judge on this one. So, you know, you, you be respectful of others, spend your time on it, um, but also make sure that you're demonstrating you know the information. All right, so... We've talked about those two. Dave, tell me what other classes you've been looking at. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of taking that GW course or GW, George Washington University, but uh, little things I'm looking at is, you know, I'm getting back into the digital arts. Uh, I did Photoshop. I was self-taught back in, this will date me, but uh, I, 
I learned Photoshop back when it was version three transitioning to four. Oh, uh, yeah, there were there were numbers at one time. Uh, but no, I'm trying to get into the Final Cut Pro. There's actually some 3D printing courses. And it's funny how, you know, you, you use something for a long time. You think you know quite a bit, it, like that SIM course. But then I take that SIM course and there are things that I didn't know that I will learn. So I'm looking at uh, LearnQuest has a, um, th these are all on Coursera for me, uh, 3D printing course. Um, University of Michigan has an instructional methods for healthcare education that interested me. Uh, I'm also looking at instructional design foundations of applications. I uh, thought that was interesting. And then of course, my brain went right to this digital marketing specialization. Now that is what's called a Coursera Plus course. So they do have some courses that actually have a monthly charge to it. And, and those have, you know, uh, different, and I'll let Will talk about it because he understands a little more than I do because I just kind of got to it. I was like, ooh, that's going to cost some real money. But of course, then you'll actually dedicate yourself and, and get across the line. So uh, the other one that uh, I was looking at was the, from Sydney, Australia, was learning to teach online. And I'm like, well, and currently with what we're all doing, it would be good whether we teach online or not even if we're just supporting faculty that teaches online to go through some of these courses to be able to, you know, improve all of us. So those are the ones I was looking at. I'll let you talk about the uh, Coursera Plus or what you know about it. Yeah. So what you were just mentioning that is a specialization and that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where you oh, get a yeah, certificate or a MicroMasters or whatever, that's just their version of that. Uh, and so that digital marketing specialization that you're interested in is a series of courses that after you complete them, and it'll tell you up front, hey, we expect this to take you six months at three hours a week, or we expect this to take nine months at five hours a week, depending on what you're signing up for. Uh, and then you either pay monthly or annually until you complete it. So uh, depending on how much time you have to dedicate it, you could earn a lot of your time and your money back by paying the monthly fee and just cranking through that six months worth of work in maybe two or three months, um, rather than paying the full year. But as we've kind of hinted at already, if you're not quite sure how much time you have, there's a reason that the annuals tend to be cheaper than the monthly and it's because they know they're gonna make their money back, right? And so, uh, you know, you go through it, you get, even if you get that course done in six months and you wanna take another one, you still have six months now to complete a second specialization, but just know that specializations are a series of five to six week courses. Uh, and if you do that five week course in two weeks, you move on to the next one and it takes you three weeks. Sure, you might get it done in a month and a half or two months, but you would definitely be more the exception than the rule at that point. And so just, just be honest with yourself about what kind of time you have and how much money you're willing to spend on it. Like I said, we all go into these things with the best intentions to, to slam through it. Uh, we were talking about one that's not a MOOC that's, uh, that he and I love is called Stan Winston School. And I paid for about two or three years of it. And it's, it's funny because we talked about, we did the same thing. I started out, I take a bunch of the courses, I pay attention to a whole bunch of stuff and then life gets in the way and we get busy. So sometimes when they're, they're doing these courses and the MOOC courses and they're paced for a certain reason and, you know, they're branched out in many, many, many weeks, there's a reason. Sometimes it's just they know how long it's going to take for you to really understand it and get mastery of it and absorption rates into your brain. Um, you know, some of it is just they want you to pace yourself so you will get across the line and they will get to the finish line, which is important. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, the, the great example of that is magazine subscriptions. So uh, one of my favorite magazines, I, I've been reading it since I was a kid because I've been climbing forever is rock and ice. It's a climbing magazine. And I, yesterday I got what is their final issue because they sold to another publishing company, uh, which is cool because they're going to continue under a different name and all that stuff. And that's fine. And my, my subscription carried over. However, uh, I sat down as soon as I had this in my hand and I started reading through it and I realized 
that it was the first time I'd sat down and actually read the magazine in probably nine months. So I have a stack of them I haven't even opened yet. And it's the same thing. It's, a, it's an annual subscription. I don't even think about it. I, I think I'm actually prepaid for like the next six years. Um, but with that whole process, yesterday was the first time I actually sat down and went through it. And so, you, you know, you buy it because you're like, I love this content. I'm going to read it. I really enjoy this. And the next thing you know, it's just one more thing taking up space. And that's how these courses are too. Uh, make sure that you know it's something you're going to do. Set a schedule. I love if there's a feature in Coursera I love. It lets you set a reminder and it says, hey, dumbass, you haven't logged in in three days and you were supposed to learn three days this week. Uh, and I actually use this. I'm not kidding. I really do. I go into my Coursera. I set up how many minutes a week I want to learn and how many separate days. And if I don't log in three separate days a week for at least 30 minutes and actually make progress in my courses, it reminds me, hey, Will, you said you were going to do this. Where are you at? Uh, and then I go, huh, I guess I should probably find 30 minutes in my day to sit down and do this. And for me, that's night times and hotel rooms, right? Because I got work mm -hmm. during the day. If I'm home, I got kids to take care of and family. Uh, and so for me, I will get done with work. I will do whatever real school stuff I have do. And then if I'm not just completely exhausted, I will sit down and knock out 30, 45 minutes. If I really am getting into something, it'll take, I'll spend a couple hours on it. And then I'll crash, go to bed, get up the next day and go back to life as normal. Uh, and what I love about it is unlike real school, there isn't any A, B, C, D, E, F grades, right? It's just you didn't complete it or you completed it. Um, and if you do, for whatever reason, pay for the certificate, you don't get the classwork done. You can always reset your due dates, start over at the beginning, and then work your way through the course. Um, and to be 100% honest, I started that George Washington course a while ago. I completely forgot about it until not too long ago. And so that's all I did was reset all the coursework as if I'd never done any of it and started over again squirrel oh yeah work work school everything else gets in the way i just i am not afraid to admit it i just got to sidetracked yep. and then you forget about it for a while and that right there is why for me i don't pay the 400 a year subscription fee because this way i only pay for what i want when i want it and i do one thing at a time so what else we got david i feel like that about wraps yeah. up the subject as best we can Definitely. I love this episode because I learned so much more about it. Like I said, you brought this up and I'm kind of like, yeah, I've heard of that stuff, but I've never really sat down, paid attention to it and really understood what it is and what the benefits are. So that's why I was totally excited about this. And it's something uh, I talk to people about all the time. Like I, we talked about it at SimGhost. I know I talked about it at IMSH a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. I push people towards this, this concept of learning for free. And like I said, it's just free knowledge. If all, all you want is to know something, you're out $0. It's only when you want to prove that you know something that you have to pay for it. Uh, and so I've been pushing this to sim folks for a long time, as well as clinicians. Like I, I've talked to a lot of people like, hey, take this class. Here it is. Take it, do whatever you want. Udemy, same thing. Hey, it's 13 bucks. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a night of running out eating for one person, right? And you're going to get a course that you can potentially use for the rest of your life, or it could change what you do for a career. Why the hell not do that? Uh, and so like, I look at it that way is like, this is really good stuff. I push it all the time. And then we were, you know, we were talking back and forth and I'm like, you know what, why the hell don't we make an episode on something that we're mm -hmm. already sharing, you know, just mm -hmm. put the, put the information in recording and throw it out there. Yep. So, uh, on other business, uh, so traditionally we have tried to share this podcast out at as many places as we can. And, um, as this, uh, we upload episodes, it uploads to a YouTube channel which was off of a subset of my private business, which is, has nothing to really do with the Sim Geeks podcast. So one thing we did was we spun off and we have our own YouTube channel now where we will warehouse all of the episodes for the Sim Geeks podcast. Um, 
it's a brand new YouTube channel. So YouTube's kind of funny when you start a channel out. If you don't have a hundred subscribers, they don't let you have a fancy name that, that says Sin Geeks Podcast. It says gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. Um, so it's a little difficult to find. If you go to the main page and put in Sin Geeks Podcast, you should be able to find it. If you can't, um, you know, go ahead and send us a message. We will send you links. Uh, we've posted out to you know, all the different places that you can find us. And if you feel like it, go and give us a subscribe. Uh, it'll help us get to that 100 mark where we can actually make the name something, uh, you know, better. And we're hoping that as life gets on and then changes back to, uh, you know, whatever it is, we're hoping to do some different live streaming. We're going to be doing some different videos in, in the future. So if you're a fan of the podcast, you're going to want to be a subscriber and hit that bell to get, you know, get information on when we are going to uh, release new videos because we've got some cool plans in the future. Uh, try to show you some cool stuff. I love podcasts, but there's none of that show you, you know, teach one, do one, show you thing. Um, so that's what we're going to use the videos for. And then uh, eventually we're hoping to roll this to a video podcast to where, you know, 99% of it's all audio. But again, sometimes if we show things, uh, which I know we've got one of those coming up uh, uh, soon, uh, it, it's actually kind of exciting, but I'm not even going to drop the hint, Studio SMG. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, you probably want to follow us uh, and, uh, you know, subscribe to that just to uh, not get left out on anything. Uh, as always, you can find us at uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear uh, if you're looking for certain topics to get, for us to go over, uh, or if you're looking, you know, to get help on something, you have questions or, you know, questions about episodes on any of those platforms, we don't care what, we monitor every one of them, reach out to us and uh, we actually want to hear from you. All right, guys, we appreciate your time as always. So feel free to reach out to us and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.